You're listening to the Holistic Spaces Podcast, brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 147, Less Stuff for the Holidays with Julia Sarasola. Welcome to episode 147 of the Holistic Spaces Podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach feng shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Be sure to sign up for our mailing list at mindfuldesignschool.com for special free workshops and opportunities to ask questions on the podcast. So we're really delighted to welcome one of our graduates, Julia Sarasola. Julia Sarasola is a certified interior designer, feng shui practitioner, and vintage shop owner based in Brooklyn, New York. Her design approach is about creating thoughtful physical spaces that breathe and evolve with the client, deeply tuning into the environment and the energy that comes along with it. Her shop, Surface and Shape, came from an appreciation for expertly crafted vintage furniture and a desire to deliver stylish yet sustainable home decor. Welcome, Julia. Hi, Angie and Laura. Thank you hey. very much for inviting me on. It's a pleasure to be here. We're really happy to have you. Thank you so much for, for coming. Yes, yeah, it's great. It's great to be connected with you too again. Yeah, so we love hosting our graduates and talking all about them. And I, I really love what you're doing with your feng shui certification and with yourself. And so I thought it would be really helpful for the listeners to just hear about what you're doing, what you're up to, because I think you've done for yourself what a lot of people have maybe dreamed about or maybe uh, <laughs> fantasized about <laughs> or, or just even considered and I think the biggest thing was like, you really reset your life. Can you t- tell us about that? Yeah, yeah, well, definitely. And it, it, you know, it's funny because it wasn't something that I had really ever noodled around with, but you know, as the pandemic affected so many people in a multitude of ways, it really exposed a lot for myself and my husband in terms of just the lifestyle that we wanted to live. You know, in, in 2019, we kind of set this goal to, to try to move upstate. We're two um, total nature heads and uh, who've been living in the city for 12 years and, you know, putting our careers first. And, and it just, everything just started to intensify um, these feelings around wanting to be in nature, wanting to create something that was our own, wanting to feel more fulfilled in what, how we were spending our day-to-day. And through this process, I also met with you guys and, and went through the Mindful Design School process, which was incredibly rewarding for me and was super grounding. And I really think helped anchor my thought process in um, you know, what was important. Also just kind of being in that headspace, being in tune to signs, you know, we spent 2020 going around looking for houses upstate, you know, I lost my job trying to, trying to figure out my new path forward. And then as the end year was kind of ending, it felt like, okay, are we, are we going against the grain here? Like we have this beautiful opportunity of my husband being from an incredible place in Argentina that is rich with nature and mountainscapes and wildlife and you know, we kind of started to get to the root of like, I think the the path towards <laughs> nature is in a different area than we thought, but let, let's take that chance. 
Wow. So then you just let everything go. You let go of your jobs. You kind of let mm-hmm. go of your home and you let go of New York City and you you did it. And <laughs> and how yeah. what are the benefits you've seen and and or what have you experienced by doing this? Yeah, it it was an, a huge <laughs> challenge to get there. I mean, so much to wrap up, you know, shutting your home, shutting your office, you know, kind of saying goodbye to friends. But it also felt like such an exciting new chapter, you know, packing up our bags. You know, we bought four suitcases for a year. I I have three pairs of pants. (laughs) So really like being super thoughtful about what is really needed to survive and, and what really makes you happy. So that was kind of an incredible process to go through our material items. And with that idea, as we, you know, gifted things, gave things away for free, you know, put some stuff in storage that felt really special to us and kind of just said like, you know, with open arms, like, let's see what this provides us. And yeah, like seven months in, it's been incredibly rewarding, super, super grounding, really deep connection with myself and my creativity that I felt like I had kind of lost you know, as you get on the grind of, of work and even working in a creative space, but giving my myself actual physical space to think about what does creativity mean to me now has been really refreshing and, and given me this whole new, I know, mental ability, I feel like in, in being able to organize my thoughts and think about how I can grow this new business that I created after leaving the event and experiential production world, I've moved on to create my own business doing interior decor, feng shui, and then incorporating this whole avenue of my vintage shop business in, in the way that I feel is, is so important right now. And, and that kind of space of sustainability and reusing and recycling and reducing waste is, is something I feel really passionate about. So I'm excited about this new chapter. Yeah. And we were talking about a bit about this before we started recording today, we had a little chat and, you know, that it's becoming not on trend. I don't want to say that, but there's also (laughs) a necessity about it of having to live your life simpler just because of either you choose to live without as much stuff, or you actually are forced into it because you can't find the things that you need. But Mm -hmm. I think what might be interesting for our listeners is if you could maybe because you deal with clients and you know mm-hmm. what it's like even preparing their space and trying to get them to understand that maybe secondhand items might be an, a solution. But what would you say, like, if you were talking to a client, what are a few things that you would say to your, like, what's your process of letting go and how would you maybe communicate that to our listeners or to our client? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually been, you know, a journey for myself as well. I actually was in the fashion world for my first five years of New York and talk about uh, just <laughs> being inundated with material items and stuff and feeling like you need the next latest trend. And I think for me, a lot of it is about like who you are and what's important to you and to like slow down from what we're being told is, is the latest and greatest. And, you know, we're, we're just constantly inundated with marketing and ad campaigns for the newest, you know, collaboration or, you know, new furniture drop. But what's important to me is something that's timeless and something that you can feel like you want to grow with. And then of course, sprinkle in, you know, maybe if that's, you know, where you want to express yourself, sprinkle in some trendier items. But I think when it comes down to it, 
there's just so much in the market that is incredibly well-built that's, you know, timeless. I mean, talk about mid-century modern. Everyone's been obsessed with that, but it's for a reason. The, the, mm. Some of these pieces are just, were built by craftsmen. They're incredible. And I think that that is something to be mindful of when you're thinking about, you know, your home and things that you put your money, your hard-earned money that, you know, to invest in something that also can last you. And that also you can feel good about maybe, you know, when you approach a time where you want to redecorate and you want to, you know, sell that piece, it feels like it has real value in the market again, instead of something that maybe, you know, lasts a year or it's kind of already breaking down, or it just feels like it's a material that, you know, is, is just going to end up in a landfill. So I think that idea, that notion of being really thoughtful in your purchases is something that I kind of like to put emphasis on and try with myself, you know, also I, I, I work with this idea that there's so much beauty around and you can admire something and think it's beautiful, but that doesn't mean that you need to have it. And I think that's a real, that was a really powerful thought process for myself in realizing like, you know, what are my necessities and what are things that are just are beautiful to look at and admire and appreciate, but doesn't mean that I need to consume or devour or have to have it. Yeah. And, and sometimes the wanting to own it or have it, we think that there's going to be a bigger reward and payoff than there actually is. It's very fleeting. Correct. <laughs> sometimes. Correct. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it, it doesn't really give us the, 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 the joy or the satisfaction that we thought we would have, but it's interesting. I actually am like, well, I have a lot of vintage furniture. I just, that's what I, I've always been buying it, but there is a really, I, for me anyway, i there's a lot of gratification and satisfaction in finding that one, that unique piece that is a second hand, you know, which I know that's basically what your, you do in your business, right? A lot yeah. of that is spent yeah. finding people, those special pieces. And I think that this all kind of ties in together that, you know, what, so you know, what we, and we talked about this actually in a, in another podcast, but when a client comes to you, do you, when you're looking for a piece, now that you know, the feng shui part of it, are you looking at how you can clear it and prepare it and give it that sort of second life? Yes. I think that's another big element for, for me and, and the feng shui world, of course, is in understanding energy and that pieces, you know, can hold a certain vibration, but I don't think, you know, that should be a barrier to entry. I think there, again, there's so much incredible stuff in the market and it, it's so rewarding to work with a client that says, you know, I'm really looking for X and to be able to go out and to find it. And, and you know, the gift of, of virtual also, you know, I can do a lot online that can save a lot of, you know, gas and money and a lot of, again, waste that we, you know, <laughs> produce and, and moving shipping things and cargo ships, et cetera. I think, I think it's, yeah, it's really important to also understand that. So it's a, such a process. What I go through in terms of searching actually then, you know, the logistics of getting the item, bring it back to my studio. Uh, my husband being Argentinian, I work with Palo Santo a lot. I feel really connected to that. So that's a modality that I use a lot in the smoke kind of clearing, but also, you know, what we talk about in feng shui about even just when you want some clarity, like cleaning your windows, I spend a lot of time with the item also cleaning it, you know, polishing something, bringing it back to life. And I put my intention there in giving it a new life in cleaning out what, you know, may have been stuck or what was previously there and, and resetting it for a new home. 
And I always find so much joy when the piece finds its home, because I think there is that energy of, of a new person connecting with what's going on with this item. Yeah. You know, one of our teachers, Barry Gordon would talk about how, even if it's quote unquote, like some kind of difficult negative energy, there's always someone that can benefit from it or someone that needs it. So even there's this idea that place for everything, like maybe there is something, some kind of energy connected with inherently connected with a secondhand item yeah, third hand item or whatever it is that you receive because there's a teaching for you to learn in it. And who knows, like all the karma that went into all the energy and all the causes and effects that went into that item getting into your home. But that can also be like a beautiful story as well. I totally agree. And even, and then when you get down to it, even, um, you know, the materiality and how we look and function, the elements, you know, maybe you don't know it, but you need more you need more wood in your life. And, and, and that's the reason you're drawn towards this, you know, credenza. So I think there is a lot of benefit besides just having a beautiful item that uh, secondhand purchasing and even the, you know, the thought around buying vintage provides. Yes. And then Julia, let's talk about like the bigger picture, kind of circling back to like what we talked about with resetting your life and letting mm-hmm. things go and, and having a simpler life, like only three pairs of pants, but, <laughs> but or reconnecting with nature. Like what's the bigger picture here as we're moving into this holiday stuff time? What are your thoughts on the ideas of like gift giving holidays, re-gifting and, and mm-hmm. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting space. And I do think the pandemic has has shifted a lot of people's mentality about material items in general. You know, either people have been completely redecorating and taking this bull by the horns or also like decluttering or moving. So I think, and we were talking about this previously, supply chain. And I think people are starting to reevaluate how much they consume after being in your home for such a long time, after being away from your friends and family for such a long time, I think there's a lot more value in just deeper connections, sharing experiences together. For me, the biggest gift in coming here was getting to spend the year with my husband's family and my niece and nephew who are three and seven. And, you know, I wanted to come and bring them a bunch of gifts. We brought them two gifts and we were very thoughtful about, you know, looking for, um, gifts that were made of wood from companies that were sustainable stuff that will, you know, that can kind of grow with them that can maybe even become more decor in their room instead of just like play and and then throw it away. But also the gift that I, you know, I felt like I was giving was this deep time and sharing this space with them. So I think a lot of people are appreciating uh, less stuff (laughs) in your, in your space, in your life, in the need to purchase something to be, you know, a reward or a gift for somebody. So I do think that there's a lot more going on in that space. And then also just a lot more awesome vintage shops showing up and, and people being more excited to, to explore what is available now in the marketplace rather than, you know, try to buy something from, you know, a big uh, cookie cutter store and then actually be, you know, surprised that they need to wait like two months to get the gift. And then it doesn't feel, I think it doesn't feel the same. And that's kind of changing 
people's thought processes of, okay, you know, my nephew's birthday is this week. Like I, I need something now. So where do I go in this space now that, you know, supply and demand is so short? Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. And I think, you know, as you're saying, like out of necessity, I think many people are going to be forced to have to revisit how they want to furnish their home, the gifts they want to buy. But, you know, we still live in a culture of immediacy. And so I do think the reason that there's more of these vintage shops coming on at secondhand shops is because people can, you know, go and they want to go right away. But sometimes it can take two months to get a handcrafted piece of furniture too, right? Like 12 weeks, like as an interior designer, like when you were getting things designed for clients, like if it was a custom piece, it would take 12 to 18 weeks. It takes a long time to make. And I think it speaks to two things. One, the culture of immediacy that we have, the fact that people just buy disposable things. And so, I don't know, maybe I'm hopeful that things are going to shift a little bit. I know my son, and I mentioned this in another podcast, I actually am amazed. I think thrifting has become this huge, I think it's got to be a trend. Look, I don't know what trends are because you know I'm too old, but, but I am seeing from what I'm seeing, I couldn't believe it. My son's like, oh, let's go thrifting mom. So we went just the other night. It was filled with young people, like I'm talking teenagers mm -hmm. and like that, you know, just looking around for stuff and he doesn't want to go shopping for clothes. He wants to go thrifting now. So it's interesting. It's like, I, I don't know, maybe things are shifting. I, I think so. Um, sorry, you know, benefits of simple life. My Wi-Fi keeps cutting in and out, but you know, I've got a view of donkeys roaming the wild. So I guess that's the <laughs> give and take here, but, um, yeah, you know, I grew up also like going to the thrift shop with my friends. And even if it was kind of like a hangout spot too, just, you know, cruise around and look through the, through the aisles. And I think again, with people being kind of cooped up and, and kind of wanting to get out and, and rethink and be creative and playful, it, it's kind of like a playground if you think about it. And you never know what you might bump into or, or the funny stories of people that you meet along the journey. So yeah, it's a really valuable, I think, environment to explore. I, I think so too. And I think it really ties back into mindfulness and feng shui and mindful design, because when we pay attention to what we have in our, our environment, we can begin to see how we may not need 10 or 100 pairs of shoes or whatever it is. And we only need the ones that we that we use and that those items are very precious I think our society is kind of shifting to that a little bit, I hope, where mm -hmm. we have a few things that we care for as if they cost like $10,000 each. And we hold each item as very precious and valuable, mm -hmm. even though it may not have a monetary value and just start to create a more simple life because the more stuff we have, I don't think it brings happiness, right, Julia? No, no, definitely not. And actually it was quite an interesting lesson when we were emptying my house, my husband and I realized we, I mean, we kind of knew this, but it wasn't until we were moving everything out, we realized our kind of consume, <laughs> all consuming element was plants. We literally had a hundred plus plants in our one bedroom Brooklyn apartment. And it just clicked for me. Like, we had overconsumed an item or an element, uh, living <laughs> plant, in order to, we were overcompensating for this lifestyle that we wanted. We wanted to be living in nature. We wanted to have more 
plant and flora and fauna around us. So in, instead of actually just changing our lifestyle and having that, we were trying to bring it in, you know, which everyone has different cir- circumstances and situations, but I thought that was a really interesting reflection on what we were consuming and, and how we wanted to live our lives. Yeah. It's very interesting when we start to open our eyes, like we say in feng shui, open our yin yang eyes to really mm-hmm. see what our homes can tell us because it's very obvious when we can look at it. So what a great realization. And um, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm also guilty of the too many plants thing and it becomes overwhelming actually. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We would spend our weekends just, I'm, I mean, we love it. And, and, and now we're having that where we're, you know, we're outside and we're gardening all day, but it would almost, yeah, it would almost become like, it would need, it would take two full hours to water all the plants So it was definitely, you know, quite a responsibility that we were putting in our lives and then talk about wood energy. (laughs) We had to calm that down. Yeah. You know, actually my flower teacher brought something up to me that I think would be great to close with is that when you are actually in nature versus having, having plants in your home is a wonderful way to bring in nature and wood element to your home, but it doesn't substitute being out in nature because when you're in nature, nature really doesn't ask you for anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Whereas the plants need your support. They need, they rely on us and it's more, it takes up our energy, but going into nature, it's the opposite. We get rejuvenated by nature and it doesn't ask us for a single thing. Oh, I can completely attest to that. Yeah. And there's a beauty too in letting go of, of like this idea of maintenance and care and maintenance and care. And just actually, like I was saying to you guys earlier, being able to sit back and, and watch the seasons change and watch how the trees and plants take care of themselves throughout the seasonal changes. And also thinking back to yourself and, and how you take care of the, yourself during these changes of seasons, but also, you know, personal transitions and changes in your life. Yeah. Well, Julia, it's been so wonderful to hear about all of these transitions and changes in your life. And thank you so much for sharing it with us. Oh, it's been such a pleasure to explore these themes and topics that are, you know, bubbling up right now. And thank you guys for holding space. Julia, before we leave, can you tell the listeners where they can find you and what services you offer? Oh, sure. Thank you for the plug. It's my website is juliasarasola.com. You can see my background, my portfolio of work, and I'm currently working on getting my list of services up for interior decorating and feng shui offerings, but you can also just email me at hello at juliasarasola.com and surface and shape. My vintage shop is currently on Instagram. So at surface and shape. Great. And all of that will be in the show notes too. So definitely check Julia out. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. And if you like this podcast and this episode, you can share it with others. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever you're listening and leave a review. You can support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfulscienceschool.com. And if you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, please visit us at mindfulscienceschool.com. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week.